Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. So yesterday I spoke about how the generation is perverse because the wrath of God is on the generation. And then when the wrath of God is on a person, it's on a people, it's on um, a nation. Some of it, it plays out, in the, but the wrath of God has, is in five ways. The eternal wrath, uh-huh, and then what? End time, eschatological end time wrath. The third one, cataclysmic wrath. Yeah, that's what causes sometimes natural disasters and stuff like that. Yeah, the next one, consequential. What's the consequential? What consequence of what you did is bringing some things on you. And then the final one, forsaking wrath of, wrath of God. May God forsake you. So Daniel in Judges chapter, sorry, Samson in Judges chapter 16, verse 18. Uh, he said he, he did not know. So the loss of the Philistines came up on her and brought money. Verse 19. And then she woke, she called Samson, then she, it, uh, uh, verse 20, and then she, she shaved his hair, and then when he called Samson, he said, he, Samson said, I will go out. He said, I will go out as before, as at other times, and shake myself freely. But he did not, this is the, the key point, he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. God can leave people. God can leave you alone. In Matthew fifteen fourteen, Jesus said, leave them alone. Let them, leave them alone. Pharisees, leave them, let them alone. In Hosea 4, 17, he said, Ephraim is tied to his idols. Leave him alone. Idol, joined to his idols. Let him alone. Leave him alone. It gets to a time where God said, go, have it, have it your way. Judges chapter 10, verse 13 and 14. He said, because you guys didn't seek me, you didn't worship me, yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore, I will deliver you no more. When you are in trouble, I won't get involved. Have your way. Then they, later when they are trouble, they say, if there's God, why am I going through all this? You deserve a knock or insult. Number uh, 14. Go and cry out to the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in your time of distress. I'm not interested. I, I, will, I, I don't want to engage you again. These are scriptures that show that God can abandon people. Verse, Romans chapter 1 verse 20. The Bible says, Romans chapter 1 verse 20. For since the creation, um, uh, uh, verse 18, the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who surprise them. Verse 19. <clears throat> because what may be known of God, 
what may be known of God is manifested to them, for God has shown it to them. Verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being, uh, so they, they are without excuse. Verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. Today, we are likely to be reading more of this. Verse 23, and changing the glory of incorruptible God into an image, in an image like corruptible man, and bears and fowls, and four-footed animals, creeping things, and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up. God said, that's what you have chosen. All right, have it. Psalm 81 Verse 11, 12, 13. Psalm 81, verse 11, 12, and 13. It says that, But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would, would none of me. So I gave them up unto their own hearts last, and they walked in their own counsels. Oh, that my people would hearken unto me, and Israel walked walk in my way. I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversary. The haters of the Lord said, God, I would have done it. I should have done By now, you should have been married. Even though there, there's a battle against marriage in your family. By now, you should have broken through. You should have had a good job. Even though there are forces fighting, said I should, I should soon have subdued their enemies. I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against the adversary. Said, I, I just, I just should have done that. But these people, the haters of the Lord, should have submitted themselves unto Him. But their time should have endured forever. Verse sixteen says that. He should have fed them also with the fineness of the wheat, and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied. Honey from the rock, which is a very nice one. He said, I should have satisfied with you, but verse 11 and 12 is very serious. My people will not have, will have none of me. So me too, he said, but my people would, would not, uh, give me New King James, please. <clears throat> New King James. But my people would not heed my voice, and Israel would have none of me. Verse 12. So I gave them over to their own stubborn hearts. Oh, I don't fear the God. You have been given over already. You have been given over. So you will do things that are not seen. You see in, um, in Romans in a minute. So, Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 24, very interesting. Reading from King James. Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out, this is God talking, you know, I have stretched out my, because I have called and ye refused, and I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded, but have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. You won't take my reproof for anything. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. <laughs> God is laughing. <laughs> all, this, all this doctrine of oh God is love. God, the love of God is in the context of the church. It's in the context of the church. 
Human, general human beings is there. I taught you the benevolent love of God. Love of benevolence. It's everywhere. Rain is falling. It's not good. Sun is shining. So people are insulting God, but they still have rain. They say, that one has done it already. When you are in crisis, he doesn't have love, that kind of love to come and help you like, like that. His love is for his church. Love your husbands as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. The love of God Jesus spoke about was always within the context of God's people. Predominantly. So, it's a serious one. God said, I will laugh at you. What, what? Let me start again so that you can hear it properly. <laughs> Verse 24. Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and, and no man regarded. I'm not, people were doing their own thing. God was stretching and you didn't regard. No man regarded. Hey! But, you, but ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my, you would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. <laughs> for, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They, they would none of my counsel. They despise all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own ways and be filled with their own devices. For the, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearken unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. If I with this, we can even close. Yeah. The, God said, you turn your back on me, me too, I'll turn my back on you. Yeah. At your critical moment in life, I'll turn my back on you. And so, the, the abandoning wrath, or the forsaking wrath, the wrath that makes God give up on people, the judgment, sometimes will leave you in your, it's judgment on you. Now, this, you see the, Eternal judgment. As for that one, that's the end of everything. The eschatological judgment is going to be quite interesting. Amagadon. A lot of things are going to happen. Second Peter 3.10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with great noise. You hear, hey, the heaven is going on. You are in plane. It will have fired somewhere. And it's a lot of noise. People will be running. What is going on? What is going on? You haven't seen anything yet. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be bent up. It will be melt with fervent heat. That's the wrath of God. See, towards the end, the eschatological record. Cataclysmic wrath is... It comes and goes. Consequential. Maybe your, your brother suffered consequential wrath, so at least to teach you. Yeah. But, but 
the forsaking wrath of God is one of the worst. A whole generation will go. Sometimes it says that in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 and 3, I think 4, it says that I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of Verse 3, thou shall have no, you shall have no other God before, gods before me. You shall not make unto thee, uh, unto yourself, a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in the heavens above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow thyself unto them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Watch this. Visiting the iniquities. When I stand, I'm bringing judgment. The iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. So when people hate me, the thing hasn't stopped. Third and fourth. So some of us in our lifetime, we haven't seen anything. The hatred our generation, our nation, and Europe has for God. The generation is coming. It's the same reason why Europe is benefiting from all this civilization and peace. And you had to hear earthquakes here. And break it down. Because of the fathers, the way they loved God. And they built the nations on the principles of God. And so God visited the blessings of the father on the third and fourth generations. But after they plummeted, now he's also about to visit the iniquity of the fathers. So what you are doing, think about your children. Think about your grandchildren, the way you are living life in spite of God, a godly life. You are in church, but you are really in effect. You are out of church. Think about your children. What you don't want is in your old age and your dying ages, your children are all messed up. And you will not know that. that You can't do that. And your heart regrets. God is judging you for the things you did when you had strength. Most men who sleep with different women in their headaches, they always have miserable end. Some of them die miserable, pitiable death. Most of them, greater percentage, never die in peace. By the time they are dying, their children are in turmoil. Their children hate this one, this one, hate this one. They have so many children everywhere. When it gets to a time, you realize that how your children turn out matters to you. Yeah. So, what we do, there are consequences that will follow. And some of the consequences, they come heavily on our children. That is why one day I know my children will bless me for the blessing of my God upon their life. My children will live to my dad's labors is bringing us into this. All right, let's quickly, let's go to um, now Romans. Romans chapter one. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Some people think God has not got wrath. He's a God of love, but he's also a God of wrath. So when does, his, when does he get angry? He's always angry. <laughs> God is always angry. 
So when is he loving? He's always in love. When is he patient? He's always patient. When does he run out of patience? He has always run out of patience. <laughs> when, when is he uh, kind? He's always kind. So whatever God is, he always is. But it depends on the angle you are coming to him from. God always is. So it's important to understand that he said the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. It's like they they had access to the truth, but they held it in unrighteousness. Verse 19, because now it says something profound here, because that which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has showed it to them. So, then the verse, the verse 20 says that for creation, for the invisible things of God, of him, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are known. So God, you see, your senses, we don't only have five senses, you have five physical senses, but there are other senses we have. We have spirit, some spiritual senses, they are metaphysical. Reason, reason and morals. And God chooses to use reason here. You can He has put planted it in anybody, any human being, that you do not because how did this thing appear here? You can't say it came from the house itself. You, you understand that? So nothing, not it's unreasonable to assume that everything just appears. It's unreasonable to assume that. Everything, or so nothing plus something gives you everything. It is because even common sense tells you the reason why that chair is in your room, somebody put it there. Nothing shows up. So it says that his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made. Even his eternal power, Godhead, so that they are not, they are without, they are, so that they are without excuse. You can't say, oh, I didn't know. No, because everything tells you that there is a creator. So God has given the reason, that's one. And then number two, he has planted conscience. Conscience is like alarm bells. That makes you worry about, this thing I'm doing, it, I'm going to get in trouble. One day something bad will happen to me. This thing I'm doing, it's, no, it's going to jeopardize my future. It's conscience. No, I'm not supposed to do it. You didn't buy it. It was there before you knew about yourself. Sometimes society will try to shape conscience in a way to desensitize you about some fundamental things. But God gave man conscience and he gave man reason. The conscience is works based on your morals. And reason, your mind can tell you there is God. So you can't say, I did it, I never know. Everyone who appears before God will never say, I didn't know. You know, when in the Acts of the Apostles, I told you there are, there are 19 sermons. Nine of them were Paul. One of the sermons Paul preached, uh, two actually, two of the sermons that were preached to Gentiles, much of the preaching were to Jews. Started the preaching to Jews. 
Two of the preachings that were to Gentiles in Acts chapter 17 and I think chapter 14. Two, he, when he started talking, he, he didn't talk about God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because Gentiles don't know God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But Gentiles know God of creation. They know creation. Somebody must be responsible for it. So two of those preachings, when he was preaching to Gentiles, he says that the God of creation... Mm. The one who created. And Bible says that in times past, God allowed some things. You, he, 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 you knew he's there. But he actually allowed you. And he, in Acts chapter 17, verse 28. Serious text. Serious text. Oh, this text is great. Uh, verse, uh, let, let's go to verse 19. Uh, 29. Next verse, please. Therefore, since we are the offerings of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature... uh, uh, Go to the verse 30. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked. But now... You are knowing that. But now, those times. But now, commandment everywhere to repent. So you can't say, I never knew about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he said, those times, he went... But now he, he, he commands every man everywhere. <laughs> he commands every this is in the Bible. But now com, God commands all men everywhere to repent. It's a commandment. Every man must repent. Every man must repent. So I found out this interesting how people can claim they have repented, they come to church, but they have even repented. Yeah, they are still living in their old ways. I see God helping us all. So, let let me just, let's crack on. For the invisible thing, verse 20, ready. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. When things are good, unbelievers will not say, this is God. When bad time comes, you are saying, why has God allowed this to happen? Why has God and my little brother, why has God? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> um, all right. But, verse 21 again, but became vain in their imagination and their foolish hearts were darkened. This is a serious condition of man. Once you reject God, you become vain in your imaginations. And foolish hearts are dark, living in darkness. Let me go on quickly to the points I was making. Because God forsakes people, God abandons people. Aban- when God abandons you, when the judgment of abandonment comes. Number one, you become fascinated. People become fascinated with living for pleasure, as I explained yesterday. It's, 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 it's exciting. I love it. 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 Yeah, you live for pleasure. When God gives up on you, then you go without limits. So, number two. When God's wrath of forsaking, I said forsaking wrath is on the people. Number two sign, what happens is that the dominance, there is the dominance of self. Me, me, me. It's all about me, me, me. It's all about me, me, me. It's all about me, me, me. I'm so important. Me, me. It's all about me, me, 
me. Self-centeredness, egotistical pride. Yeah, it's all about your ego. <sighs> egotistical pride. And self is elevated and exalted in the culture. Haven't you noticed how people are so proud? Ego on the on the street, on the train, at the shops. So dominance of self, self-centeredness, as I said, egotistical pride, self is elevated and exalted in the culture. We are consumed with self-agenda. Pride. Pride kills all relationships. Every relationship that goes down, pride is at the bottom of it. Pride. Because it's all about me. It's all about me. Every relationship that, those of you who say that anytime in a relationship something happens, then every relationship that goes down, pride is always at the base. Pride. Pride is the reason why relationships break. For number one reason. Pride. Because it's all, it's all about self. We glorify self and pride. And now humility is no more a virtue. It's not a virtue that is praised. You are humble for what? No. We don't, we don't care. Pride. But pride will kill all relationships. Pride kills care. Pride kills kindness. Pride kills sacrifices. Pride kills humility. You can't sacrifice for anybody because you are so much into yourself. It's about you. You are no more that kind because it's all about you. Pride. But that's what you get when you make human beings the center. Selfishness, egotistic, egotistical pride, ego, egotism. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. Proverbs 8. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance. And the evil way and the perverse mouth, I hate. I hate. God said, I hate. Pride. Proverbs 11 2. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. When pride comes, you are about to be shamified. <laughs> Proverbs 13 10. By pride comes nothing but strife. Uh, that's rhymes, you know. By pride comes strife. Nothing but strife. Strife brings pride. Pride brings strife. Pride brings strife. Those rap people, pride brings strife. <laughs> but with the world advice is wisdom. Pride. Pride. Peacock. You are so important. No one can correct you. No one can guide you. Hey, your fall will be interesting. Let's add one more. Proverbs 29, verse 23. Let's all read that from the screen. Let's go. It's a serious one. You are coming low. At the, at, the, at the speed of um, gravity, for, for, for free fall. They are coming low. Pride is bringing you, but you haven't realized. You haven't realized. Pride. It, what, what is it? Is it because of your money? Or your job? 
or your links or your intelligence or where you live or your beauty or your handsomeness or your clothes what is it what is it that makes you think you are so important in everything it's just you a man's pride will bring him low I didn't say it it's the bible number three the evil of materialism 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 I have this I have this sorry number three number one pleasure number two selfishness pride is under selfishness number three materialism first Timothy 6 9 but those who desire to be rich fall into temptations and a snare and many foolish and hateful lusts which draw men to distract perdition and distraction so um, when materialism becomes your target sinful people are concerned what all sinful people are concerned with is pleasure self and stuff I have to enjoy it's about me and I have this I've got this that's all the simple that's what they live for when God gives up on you all you live for is pleasure self and stuff stuff number four immorality people become immoral and they, they what's wrong if I do this what's wrong with that what's wrong with that what's wrong what's wrong okay so immorality first Corinthians 6 9 do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God do not be deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites I rest my case <laughs> point number this four let me add one more to make it five the seriousness of loss of respect for authority loss for it's, it's on our streets loss for respect for on for authority Romans 13 1 see what it says hey let's all read it together those who can read it let's go Every authority, I don't. They can't make laws for me to obey. Be subject to authority. You are, you are, you are fighting a police officer. It's a sign. It's a sign. You don't respect your mother. You feel you find it so easy to pass reckless comments about your church leader. You're sitting in your house and telling your friend, your mother, your sister, your husband, your wife, or oh, as for that pastor mind him. One day, you you are in trouble. The voice of the pastor will never work for you. Yeah. Sign of godless generation is disobedient to parents. Disobedient to authority. First Peter chapter 2 verse 17. 
the brother would fear God. Honor the king. It's in authority. Honor him. It's in authority. Oh, what is he? Hey, look at the way sometimes they speak to our leaders. It is good to keep some honor to certain people. Honor the king. Honor your mother. Honor your father. Honor your pastor for goodness sake. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Did you receive something? We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.